0: Listening to episode 126 of Shades Midweek. This is a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things shades. Thank you for tuning in each and every week and just uh, supporting us here in Three Stream Studio. My name is John Marjaro, and we have a full house today. Finally, all three of us back together again with Mr. Jonathan Hayes and Brad Brown. Good to see you all. Good to be seen and to see both of you guys mm-hmm. on this
1: lovely afternoon. It's been, it's been a long time, and seen y'all since yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know we're, we're getting into the month of September here. When I woke up yesterday morning, it was just a couple of degrees. Oh man, the, it was a couple of degrees below sixty, and man, did it feel good.
1: This morning, uh, Holly had the windows open. Man, and you and know, it was like sixty-five.
0: You love to see it. You just love. You love this time of year. Well, we're, we've got a lot to cover uh, today, and um, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in, if that's all right with you guys. Do we have a lot to cover? Uh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we always say that we do, and then we usually do. The times that we don't, we still do. That's true. James, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. James' album of the week. All right, I've got another ambient treat for you this week. It's been a while since I've featured an all ambient album instrumentally. This album is called An Dream Machine. It is by the artist Novo Amor, who's a Welsh singer, songwriter and instrumentalist. He actually has put out some records previous to this one. This one came out in July of 2022 uh i listened to his other albums before he sings he he writes songs and he has a bonnie Vare flair like in i his, like the vibe in his so normal far. music it's bonnie Vare. but this is an all instrumental album and i'm and i uh stole this off of his instagram page i'm going to tell you about it i'm going to tell you why this album is cool and unique so uh Via his Instagram, it says, Antarctic Dream Machine is an instrumental album that I recorded during my time in Antarctica with Greenpeace Oceans aboard the Arctic Sunrise ship. In short, the album was created over three weeks on a ship sailing Antarctica, a sidestep from what you and I recognize as Novo Amor, This record's purpose was to capture the inspiration I had over those 21 days and nothing more, to create something quickly and instinctively without overanalyzing the process. It is what it is because I am where I am, and that's enough. So that is the album. It's all instrumental. What do we got here? About 10 tracks. This track is called Slow Life. It's a great ambient instrumental album to add to your ambient playlists, Novo
1: Amor, Sean Mark. When are when are you going to write your Antarctica album? Or are you just you know casually going on a cruise to Antarctica just to write music?
0: <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. That sounds incredible. I don't even know how one would go about that. Do
1: we do we have that in the budget
0: like get the Can I just go down gear? to
1: Antarctica next year to just write a sermon series and be like, yo, this is just wait? So did he record from Antarctica. Did he
0: record on the boat? He recorded on uh, the ship. Yeah, on the ship for yeah. three weeks. Wow, sailing across Antarctica. Where else?
2: I wonder. Where else would you record <laughs> right. in <I> Antarctica, <laughs> Brad? I wonder if it was like a yacht, or <laughs> what? It, what it was, he was, with on? It was it? It was with a nonprofit. Piece. That's yeah.
0: Greenpeace. They do like ocean preservation work. Oh. So he must have just collaborated with them. I don't know what. I don't know why he was out with them, but. Wow. Maybe maybe the purpose was to write the it's album. It's very uh, I like it. It's and very and promote the, well, it's, the it's very
1: different from the only other musical thing I know of to have taken place in Antarctica, which was Metallica's concert. Ah, <laughs> see, I wasn't
0: gonna bring it up. Oh boy, very
1: different vibe. Well, there goes this episode. I wasn't
0: gonna bring it up, and Jonathan knew about it. This is amazing. Yeah, that's called. They called it Freeze 'em all. <laughs> And they're one of the few bands to perform on Antarctica. There's a whole documentary about it where they have to uh, ship everything on these cargo ships to get all their gear to Antarctica, and there's like 200 people there. You can look it up; it's amazing. Just YouTube it. And so then they do a concert. They do a concert there because of the weather. They had everyone wear headphones, and even they're wearing like in ears. And that's how they're listening to the concert because of the weather, like, I guess the PA system wasn't going to work, wasn't going to function properly uh, the way it should be. So they did like this headphone. You know,
1: I'm seeing a vision for a unique worship service. That could be be cool.
0: Yeah, so let me know what you think about this album, Novo Amor. Some people know about this guy. Uh, I've listened to some of his other music, and it's really cool. Yeah, but This I, is his first instrumental album.
1: I'd listened to uh, his first two albums. Uh, I didn't know about – I looked it up while you were talking. I didn't know about this one or the one he put out in 2020.
0: So. Yeah, I don't know about the 2021 one either. Uh, I'm not well-versed with his music, but I, I'm into this one. Well, so. Brad, do you have a book from Antarctica? <laughs> We never plan. We should try to plan some things. That'd be really cool.
1: Are you meaning the pun every time I say Antarctica and you say cool? No. You're really close to fatherhood, and that's a I total was, dad pun. So, you know. I was, mean, technically, you are a father. Everybody
0: just yeah. chill out. <laughs> Thank you
2: again to the Brooklyn Boys Choir for your beautiful music. Welcome again to Bradford's Book Club. It's good to have you with us on this wonderful fall day. Hope you're taking advantage of the 82-degree weather. Hey, it's better than 92. Hey, you're not wrong. Welcome to fall in the south. Well, I think today for Bradford's Book Club, we're going to get out of the library and into the kitchen.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. Go on.
1: (laughs) As previously stated, Brad's (laughs) child is about to be born. The the dad jokes are just
2: going to be a-flowing. So, I get a lot of fan mail to Bradford's book club, and a lot of people, too many to count, have been requesting a cookbook. And so, I thought I would give the people what they want. So, the cookbook that I'm recommending for today is the Laura Lee Balanced Cookbook 120 Everyday Recipes for the Healthy Home Cook. Have you guys heard of this cookbook, either of you? Do you have this book? I do
0: have this book. Okay.
1: Shockingly, Brad, uh no, I I have not. I well, don't. I'm I'm disappointed.
0: She, she sounds familiar though.
2: She's got a large social media following, I believe. In Laura Lee's Laura lee goldberg's new cookbook Laura lee balanced cookbook the rubber of old-fashioned home cooking meets the road of new healthy food with over 120 approachable comforting make-ahead recipes the first cookbook from the creator of the popular ll balanced website reaffirms that balance is possible you can find the joy relaxation, and healing of cooking for yourself, family, and friends during these frantic times. All these recipes are in a simple, familiar, and and no fuss. The majorities uh, mm-hmm. of the recipes come together in 30 minutes or less. So, I know that... Dinner time can be stressful for a lot of people. What are we Man, cooking? Ain't that the truth? What are we cooking? What are we gonna eat? Do I feel good
0: about what I made?
2: And let me tell you that the Lee cookbook has some great recommendations. Oh, I would recommend Name
0: a few. Have you have you cooked these at home?
2: Jordan and I have together, mostly Jordan, right. but yes, we have. Okay. Uh, I would recommend the barbecue shrimp and quinoa grits. So it's a spin-off shrimp and grits, and it's tasty. But have you ever had quinoa, Jonathan?
1: I'm married to Holly Hayes. Of course I've had quinoa. (laughs) Well,
2: then you're going to want to try this shrimp and grits. But that's not it. One of the weirdest
0: words to look at and then say, by the way.
2: Yes, it took me a second in my head. So another thing is it's fall, and when fall comes and football is on, what do you want in front of you? I want dip. Uh, Yep, you want dip, and you also want a big bowl of barbecue. (laughs) Wings. And then a nice warm bowl of beer. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Chili. 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 Let me tell you, (laughs) Laura Lee has got a great chili, and you top it off. With a little yogurt and a little yogurt, yes,
0: as a replacement for For sour sour cream, cream? and then a little avocado. So, are we talking like non fat, plain? Are we talking like Greek yogurt? I don't know if Laura says,
2: but I would follow her advice because the recipes that we've had from this cookbook have been amazing. They're quick, they're easy. She even has a grocery list prepared to go. What else do you want? I don't know. So check it out. Laura Lee's cookbook for families, singles, college students, anybody really. The Laura Lee balanced cookbook.
1: Guys, (laughs) that's it. Midweek is dead. We've officially jumped the shark. The show is over. I don't think I can go on. I'm just over here the whole time, going. What is happening right now? Jonathan
0: looks like a general that's been in overseas in battle for like two years. He
1: just he, I'm just worn out, com-
0: guys. Looks <laughs> like he's about to quit. Just, he's about to quit the podcast.
1: There is only one way that I think we can redeem what just happened.
0: Well, the whole thing is now. Now we're really. I mean, we're really in trouble now.
1: Uh, the, the only the only way i think we can redeem what just happened is to finally maybe deliver on something we have been promising for an extremely long time maybe if recently we actually went to you know speaking of food brad oh yeah maybe if we recently actually went to our first stop on the shades midweek taco tour no way And we could give the people what they've been waiting for. No way. Maybe we could redeem whatever just happened.
2: (laughs) Are you talking about JM's album of the week or
1: it's rain and tacos from out of the sky? Tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. This is our theme song. It's rain and tacos.
0: (laughs) My kids love this song, (laughs) and it just occurred to me that we could play it before we each week as we talk about where we
1: went. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the first installment of our very irregular whenever we can get to it segment of the Shades Midweek Taco Tour, because, yes, we all yesterday went to, do you want to say it, Jam? You practice the most.
0: I, I still don't know how to say the last part. Tacaria La... Eridura? Eridura. Something Dura. like that.
1: Yes. Yes, we did. This is the place that has been regaled to us as the standard bearer for not just tacos in Birmingham, Matt said that, but for tacos in America, <laughs> <laughs>
0: according wow. to... Quite a, quite a claim. Okay. Quite a bold claim uh, by one, to, Andy to one Andy Squires. According to
1: one Andy Squires. <laughs> So he's kind of an intense dude. He so. is. He is. <laughs> that makes sense. But but anyway, so we went and unbeknownst to me, John Mark, in the process, whips out his phone and just starts recording everything we're doing or talking about or anything like that. So I think before I describe anything, yeah. I, th- I think for the majority of the segment, he's going to give you comments we actually made in the moment and then maybe we'll have a few things to add to that yeah
0: i left a lot on the cutting room floor we had quite a bit of material and uh there's just no need for everyone to hear but everything
1: this is, this is what a four minute report this is
0: about a four minute oh uh, on the field <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen Dude. we had like 25 minutes that this i is, cut this is what the people want we gotta give them what they want. So if you don't want to know, then just fast forward for the next four minutes. Is
0: this a food show now? What is it happening? Apparently, we have, we have lost total control of this have. show. Yeah. Uh, all right, but that's Let, okay.
1: But yeah, let's let's hear it. This is my first time hearing what you put. It. I want to see right. how bad you took. We us out are of
0: at our first stop I'm not sure of the there. Shades Midweek Taco Tour. We're trying yeah. to find it. Me What's that great. place over there?
1: That I think that's it. What's that place right there?
0: It. Cause here's the big farmers market yeah. sign. This just looks like not yeah, a restaurant. Like
1: <laughs> this is a wait, this wait, is a wait, flea there market. Is, there There's a flea to market the
0: left, to the left. Ah, ah, okay, all right. See, that's that's Way part go, of route. part of this whole experiment. And I would like to say again that if if this place is easy to find. Maybe it's not going to be good, but it was hard to find. It's just oh
1: hard my to find, word. and
0: we're here, Jonathan. Why don't you describe what we're pulling up on here? We're
1: pulling it's up to a metal, a bluish metal. So think shades type building, but shrink it and and make it blue. Yeah, very small. Not like not yeah, definitely not there's as big. A couple as, of cars. There's a single glass door entrance with some kind of refrigerator outside. But like but the entrance chest. the
0: the the entrance on the front goes into the kitchen. By the way. That's what Matthias said. Yes. In his yeah. Email. No. No. You
2: definitely want to be in the back. I'm so we want to go somewhere, somewhere and, over here. Yeah. It looks lots like of, there's some
0: outdoor covered seating.
2: We are surrounded by lots of fresh produce. Just to be clear.
0: Yeah. There's a lot. There's a bunch of pumpkins over here. It's almost uh, oh, Halloween yeah. time. That so it's a, the fall. That's
2: a big pumpkin. I might. I might Dude, get a should pumpkin. we get some pumpkins right now? I might get oh, a pumpkin get? on the way out.
0: Okay. All right. We are walking in. We will catch up with you later. Brad, what'd you get? So I went with three tacos.
2: I asked. Brett took the smart move. I asked the gentleman behind the counter what his favorite or what the best we were. And he said. <clears throat> it'll um, make it better. Al Pastor. He said Al Pastor, Asada, <laughs> and Lingua, which is cow tongue, which I've never had before. So I'm excited for my. First go go-round.
1: I had gone al pastor, uh, asada, and pollo until Brad asked his question. And when the guy highly recommended the Calton I was like, I, "I gotta, I gotta get on that! I gotta get on that!" So Brad and I actually got the got the same things. JM, what about you?
0: I got the one pollo, one asada, one campichanos, which is steak and uh, chorizo mixed together, and then I got a lengua as well. So we'll let you guys know. Medium's got some kick. Good. I'm going to put some cucumber on there get a radish going. Yeah. The lingua is very tender, very oh, yeah. tender type of meat.
1: The verde sauce is fantastic.
0: The cucumber? I don't know if you like cucumber. Very fresh. The cucumber adds. By the way, as far as presentation goes, they put all the cucumbers and radishes on the side. Yeah. So you can add it at will. And some of these onions I like too. that. It's
2: helpful because you can add as you But get. they
0: do, so there's diced onions already on the taco, but then there's like mm-hmm. these like almost like pickled, pickled onions or something like on the Yeah, yeah the hot sauce has a lot of flavor.
2: I have to say, I like the sauces really are kind of a big deal. I have to be honest, I can't look at
0: the tongue for too long. You, you know what? I can't look
1: at the tongue for too long. Then no, you don't like it? No, it's good. Because I love my blue oh. taco truck and their oh. sopas. This is better, oh. <laughs> dude. It's, it's it's bigger, it's thinner.
0: It kind of meets you. It's know? kind of
1: al pastor. Al this pastor. Kind of sauce. there. Oh. I don't know what it is. So he
0: said it? he said everything's homemade here. They do get their they buy their tortillas from somewhere close by here. But like all a lot of stuff they'll just get like locally here at the market, and then uh, they have specials every day. And he's like, and he's like the specials. He's like, I actually recommend the specials to people because that's what we actually just eat. The environment's important. It's pretty key. All part I mean, you've got a filing cabinet next to you, Brad. To your to your right. Yep. There's a security monitor television behind you, directly behind you. I mean, we're kind of we're just in it, dude. It's packed. Yeah, it's absolutely packed. There's only like one table available right now the environment is really makes this place special and you can say that that's not a part of a of the charm of a place but it is environment and aesthetic is very important is it really shocking that a lot of people from shades like the taco truck that also happens to be closest to shades (laughs) just out of sheer convenience convenience
1: If anyone's wondering, this is located in Alabama Farmer's Shed number eight.
0: These pumpkins over here, man. I feel like Ashley would really want some pumpkins. Those are are massive. Should we go look at them?
1: All right. There it is, folks. It's like a documentary. Oh, my word. A couple of things. One, we're new at this. But, yeah, no, it, it sounded, sounded pretty professional at points right there. I feel like uh, the, the part you got at the beginning in the car was a good peek just into the nature of our relationships.
2: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. I'll say this. You know, I was a little nervous going in because sometimes you feel pressure, like I need to know what I want. Yeah. I need to be quick. I need to be ready to go. But I'll say this. In my opinion, the environment couldn't have been more relaxed and all of the workers there were extremely warm, yeah, and kind. I didn't feel any pressure at all, yeah, and they were very helpful when I would ask questions mm-hmm.
0: so yeah the the gentleman behind the counter was obviously very passionate about what he does, and he he was ready to answer any questions that we had. I got the feeling that they probably get a lot of first timers a lot he was just he was just kind of ready to just talk about everything. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool, really helpful
1: in our experience there. Totally. I do feel the need to tell everybody that JM did buy pumpkins.
0: I did. (laughs) did. I bought a few, just a few
1: small ones.
0: Um, All right. Well. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to rate the items that we each ordered on a scale of one to ten. And we will also rate just the restaurant in general. Out of ten, that's probably the best way to move My, forward. Yeah, much,
1: much to the chagrin of Grant Primo Esquire.
0: Right, and now well, this is the first place. That, them all. This is the first place that we went to. So that's right. Know, there's Grant, really nothing to compare it to. Yeah, even yeah. Our this previous
1: is, experiences right. in places. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Grant, though, if you do want to know the mouthfeel rating for for each of these tacos, I've got that information for you. All right. you got to
2: subscribe for that content.
1: I'll get us started. Let's just do food items. So I gave – I'll go in order. I gave my asada, that's a steak taco, a seven. And I should say at the beginning, and this is really going to upset a lot of people. Oh, here we go. boy. I'm not a huge taco person. Like when I go to taco places, I typically order burritos or sopas or something like that. Um, But for this competition, going (laughs) tacos. All right. Um, Though we did all allow a bonus item. All right. So my asada steak taco, I got. Uh, I gave it a 7 uh, as my least favorite. My al pastor, which is normally my favorite meat, that's like marinated pork, I gave 7.5. Mm-hmm. And the lingua, which is the cow tongue, I gave a 9. I wow. really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then my bonus item, which this I'm going to order this everywhere we go as well, because this is my standard favorite item at the taco truck I visit the most, mm-hmm. which is a, a sopa al pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, And this was the one that shocked me the most, because the Sopa Al Pastor at uh, Taquiera La Eridura, I'm giving gentlemen a (laughs) 9.9. And the only reason I am leaving it short of a 10 is on the rare chance that something exists out there that is better than this. But I doubt it. This was one of the greatest things I have ever put in my mouth. Mm. Wow. It was amazing. So. Okay. Those are
2: my items. Next. All right, I'll go next. So I'm a big Al Pastor guy. So that's going to be kind of the end-all, be-all for me. So I'll say that one first. I give the Al Pastor a 9 out of 10. All right? The Asada, I'm with Jonathan, 7 out of 10. I have to be honest, it, it wasn't my favorite, and I do like Asada. Yeah. The Cow Tongue, I'm giving a 5 out of 10. <laughs> Not... Comparatively to other cow tongues. Oh, we
1: all heard. We all heard what your problem was. I
2: think it it felt a little roast beefy to me, and I think maybe I'm still
1: processing that. It was okay. very tender. I just think it got too much in your head.
2: Now I just decided to add a category. Sauces ten out of ten. Yeah. For me, yeah. the sauces almost made it. I mean, amazing. Burrito. I got a burrito. It was under the <laughs> breakfast portion of the menu, so I was like, "Am I about to get eggs and?" right now but it it's, it wasn't it was a lunch burrito it was a lunch burrito just so
1: everybody knows yes we slept for days after
2: this <laughs> i felt terrible but not because of the food because i did not practice any discretion in selecting the food okay burrito nine out of ten the burrito was excellent mm. highly recommend overall I'm. oh wait we're saving
1: our overall for the restaurant we'll do that last all right overall i'm gonna wait just <laughs> overall wait so JM, your items.
0: All right, here are my ratings: Asada, seven out of ten. I was kind of wi- wow, along with you guys. That, yeah. I, I wasn't overly I wasn't overly impressed with that. Pollo, I would say eight and a half out of ten. It was uh, my second favorite taco, and I thought for chicken, uh, I thought it was really really good. Uh, Lengua, the cow tongue, seven out of ten. Um, super tender. It's, I just don't know if that's my favorite thing you know it's yeah I'm, I'm glad I, I had it yeah for sure and I'd had it before but you know and then the, I had the campachano's taco which is like a steak and chorizo mix it's like a mixed meats that was my favorite taco I'm gonna give that nine and a half out of ten oh,
2: chorizo okay nice. <laughs> yeah
0: it was steak chorizo some yeah. other so I nine and a half out of ten I just thought it had a lot of flavor it had a lot happening for it uh, the sauces were incredible, 10 out of 10. My favorite was the hot sauce. I thought it had a lot of flavor. My bonus item was a tamale. I don't really know much about tamales. I'm just going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. I could have went without it, honestly. It, 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 I've, going back, I would have probably ordered something else. So...
1: Uh, guys i know y'all talked about being surprised by the sauces Uh, i was surprised by the cucumbers the cucumbers they they offered probably one of the biggest takeaways yeah they offered fresh cucumber and i put that on a taco never occurred to me to do that before and it was amazing it was
0: so good it was amazing sounds like something laura lee would do i thought the corn tortillas were really great i had no issues with those oh yeah they were solid Mm mm-hmm Fantastic! Um, you could see them putting putting it on uh, the oven and stuff, or the flat top in the back. So mm-hmm. doing a lot of doing a lot of fresh oh, yeah. cooking back there. All right, yeah. so
1: here we go. Overall scores for Taki Takiara La that? How it's the confidence. <laughs> Overall scores, gentlemen. I'm giving it a nine. Brad, what you got? I gave
0: it a nine.
2: Wow!
0: I gave it a nine and a half. Whoa.
2: Nine okay. and a half, nine boys. We have five. set nine the bar five. high. It's a high bar. I that
1: mean, is it's a high bar. It's going to take something special. All right, but I'm keeping an open mind. Well, stay posted, ladies and gentlemen, because this taco tour is not over. It shall continue. We don't know for how long, and we will randomly bring you this segment again. And eventually, one day when we feel like it, we'll end it and total all this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I will say an envir- environment was a big part of it for me. I loved the location. I loved where it was. I just loved the overall vibe of it. We were one of maybe three or four white people in the restaurant. I just I loved I loved the atmosphere a whole lot. I cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah. yeah. So. That's okay. fantastic. Do we want to talk about what we did? We So so for the rest of the episode, we're just going to kind of review a few things that have been happening at Shades lately.
1: Really, really, we're dedicating the rest of this episode to Josh McClunk. Right. Uh, because Josh has been saying he wants to know more about what's happening around Shades. Oh, that's like right. That. Yeah, yeah. He asked for that. And so not only did we give him an update on tacos, uh, Josh, we got several updates uh, for you and for everybody else about things that uh, – We have done recently as pastors things that uh, have finished up here at Shades and things that are coming up at Shades. So, yeah. So, J.M., what you want to start with?
0: Uh, Let's just talk about, since we already talked about the tacos that we had yesterday, why don't we talk about what we did before we went to the taco restaurant?
1: So, there's a previous episode. I don't remember which one, but uh, you can go back and find it, where we interviewed uh, Pastor Thomas Wilder. Uh, Thomas Wilder's uh, a friend of ours. Uh, I got to know him uh, through Beeson Divinity School and have just been able to have a relationship with him over the years. He's preached here at Shades before he's actually coming to preach again at Shades later this year. Um, and so just really excited about that. But uh, Thomas Wilder pastors uh, Bethel Church at Collegeville, which is a very historic black church here in Birmingham. Um, it was the church that was pastored by uh, the Reverend Fred Shuttlesworth, whom most people will recognize that. If you've never heard of Fred Shuttlesworth before, you probably at least recognize it because the Mm -hmm. airport's named after him. Mm -hmm. But you should recognize his name because he was – the central figure in the civil rights movement in Birmingham. Uh, of course, everybody knows Martin Luther King and, and when, when King would come to town, he would kind of overshadow Shuttlesworth. Uh, but Shuttlesworth was like the hub and the leader uh, as far as on the ground locally here at Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And he pastored uh, that church and um, uh, Thomas Wilder took over for him as pastor like 30 something years ago. Yeah, um, And so he's been pastoring there a very long time. Uh, and been engaged in uh, race relations, both just generally within uh, society at large, but then also within the church. And so he reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, we're having an event, and we're inviting uh, Dr. Tony Evans. And a lot of y'all will probably be familiar with the name uh, Dr. Tony Evans. He's a very well-known uh, African-American pastor. He pastors in the Dallas area and mm-hmm. it's just, has had a very large ministry since the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, So I said, yeah, I'd want to come, and all three of us said, yeah, we'd want to come. And so that's what we went to, and it was specifically an event uh, for something that has been in the works for a little while now, and I think one of you can probably explain it better than I can.
2: Well, to be honest with you, I don't know that much about this organization, but it's a group called One New Birmingham, and it seems like it falls under the Christian Service Mission. Mission.
1: Yeah. Which is a nonprofit here in town, I believe. Yes. Yes. Brad's nodding like, I think that's right. (laughs) We did a lot of prep. Um. Yeah, but I think the focus of
2: the group is race relations in Birmingham, specifically among churches. And so there are white pastors that are involved, and there are black pastors that are involved. And I know they come together and meet. Uh, fairly regularly, maybe once a month or once every few months, and they come together to pray and to brainstorm and to come up with uh, events that where churches in Birmingham can gather together. Bible-believing churches can come together, whether they're white, whether they're black, whether they're in the suburbs, whether they're downtown, but come and and worship together and proclaim the unity that we have in Christ and how that's calling us to live now in our city in this current moment. And so it was really encouraging and uh, awesome to be able to be a part of this gathering with white and black pastors. It was great to sit in the Q and A and hear different pastors ask different questions to Dr. Tony Evans about how, these different communities can come together, how we can work together, what next steps we should take. So just very encouraging to see all these people gathered together talking about these issues that we uh, have been on the forefront of our minds, I think, for the past few years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a really great day, uh, just just the whole day. Um, And I think the goal of this event, this event was specifically targeted at pastors uh, and church leaders. So that's pretty much who was in the room. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I, and I think the goal is the the growth of that group, mm-hmm. uh, one new Birmingham, and spreading what they're doing and getting more churches and more church leaders involved. So yeah, uh, so we here at Shades uh, we are very interested and we'll uh, definitely keep everybody posted as far. I mean, we're th- this was our first experience with the group, so none yeah. of us are like on like the leadership team or anything like that. Right. So so we will let you know as we find out kind of uh, what's going on, what's available to participate in, what next steps look like. But, yeah, it was really interesting to to get to hear um, from Dr. Evans specifically about uh, his experience because he has so much experience um, with reaching out into the city where he is in Dallas in ways that um, bring – churches of varying backgrounds together. And he shared a lot of that really kind of like practical nitty gritty stuff mm-hmm. of like, here's some things that have worked for us and things that you could try. Yeah. And so just to give an example, one of the specific things he talked about was uh, a church that's predominantly black and a church that's predominantly white coming together and adopting a school, the same school, yeah. and then working together to serve a school mm-hmm. uh, and you're building relationships between you as, uh, churches and congregations, you're serving together. Um, and you're also impacting the community positively. Um, and he talked about a lot more than that and fleshed it out a lot more, but, mm. but he just got really nitty gritty practical, uh, which was really cool. It wasn't just like a, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, talks on issues like race or, or, or these t- kind of things can feel a little bit like a, uh, a locker room talk of like, know there's a problem and let's go do something right you know and this just got really practical with like here's some Mm -hmm. stuff we've legit done and here's the effect we've seen and you can try it yeah so yeah so I just really enjoyed it I thought the whole thing was encouraging and um, to be 100% honest one of my favorite things that Dr. Tony Evans said was the very first thing he said when he gave this really (laughs) extended illustration about football (laughs) and it was awesome (laughs) That's, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was really good. And he's written a few books. I own Oneness Embraced. I have not read it yet. It's it's a book that I bought a couple of years ago. It's just been on my list to read. But he also has a new book out called Kingdom Politics, I believe is what it's called. It,
1: it just came out in July.
0: Apparently, he has like a whole series like this Kingdom. There's parenting, Kingdom,
1: kingdom, kingdom Marriage. Yeah. Kingdom.
0: They said uh, 150 books he's authored. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't <So> understand.
0: Ridiculous <laughs> amount of. Of it's books unreal. he's written, but kingdom politics. Apparently, there's several sermons, like a whole sermon series on kingdom politics that he's preached.
1: He's authored more books than you featured in Bradford's book club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> more that books is- than I've read, probably, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, so I walked away very encouraged, and you know, it was just a, it was a special, it was a special gathering. I, I felt, I felt uh, just overwhelmed. Uh, with gratitude that we were able to just worship in that space together, you know. For those who don't know, that uh, that Bethel Baptist Church is the most bombed church in Birmingham, Alabama. I know for sure. Maybe even I, I broad, thought broader than that. Yeah,
1: I think Thomas said it's yeah the most bombed church in in the. Country, it's, right? It, it's a national heritage site. The original sanctuary yes. is a national heritage mm, right. site. Right. So
0: wow. when you when you when you pull up to their, they've they've since then built a, a new building, a new campus that's that's right there in the neighborhood where the original building is and. So you can drive by. That original building is a, is a museum now. So they've preserved it, restored it. Um, I believe you can go on tours there. It's it's a part of the uh, – I'm pretty sure it's a part of like the Civil Rights Walk. The Walk, it's, yeah. It's, it's a mm-hmm. historical marker for sure. But it just I, – I was just overwhelmed with gratitude and just uh, all, many emotions as we were worshiping in that room together, just kind of considering the richness and the breadth of that – of the history in Birmingham – and that church, and then we're just a group of pastors worshiping and together. And uh, wow, it, it was a really powerful day for sure. So, yeah, we'll, like, like Jonathan said, we'll update you uh, as uh, more things come to light and as we learn more. If you want to learn more about the Christian Service Mission, you can go to csmission.org. And it is on that website where you will be able to find out more information about One New Birmingham. I believe if you click on, I don't even know how I found this, actually. Oh, if you go all the way to the bottom of their page, there's a link that says One New Birmingham. Just click on that, and you'll be able to get a lot more information there. Mm -hmm. Well, on Sunday, we had a, a first at Shades. We had our first ever Mission Sunday. Which yes, really we did. Awesome. Whoops, didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> I meant to hit the applause. Hold on. Yes, there, there it is. is.
1: There it is. Yeah, we we actually had a, a, a live stream mishap, and we couldn't live stream the service. And I think Josh McClung was the one he that did. he messaged he- us and was disappointed. <laughs> Sorry, so, Josh, Josh. we're, we're going to tell you about it. Since <laughs> so you didn't get to see it. Yeah, step by step. Oh. Yeah, so first, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, no, but the, the goal, uh, this was presented to us as an idea from our mission team mm-hmm. um, that oversees our local and global mission and uh, and really as a way of uh, trying to help everybody know more about the mission team who you heard from their leadership uh, last week on the podcast, but know more about the mission team and also more about our missionaries that we support, just trying to get that more in front of everybody and, and have a way of a regular ongoing basis, like keeping people abreast of what's going on and and and. and Helping people remember that we are engaged in Mm -hmm. mission um, all all the time. So, so yeah. So it was it was a great day. Um, I mean, we sang songs centering around mission, prayed prayers centering around mission, all these different things. Uh, Specifically within the service, um, we had a time when uh, Shay uh, led. Well, I'm going out. If we're going in order, with Doug uh, Abernathy. Uh, shared about the mission team and about mm-hmm. some of the missionaries. Uh, about uh, Josh. Next time you're here, uh, there's a new mission wall on uh, on the back of the sanctuary wall where there's information about all of our missionaries, including you and Meg. That's right. Um, and uh, and so he shared about those kinds of practical things. Uh, Brad preached a sermon from well, I mean, two thirds of a sermon. Two thirds of a sermon. That's um, <laughs> all.
2: That's all God wanted. Do you want to do you want to <laughs> tell
1: everybody what happened? Why it was only two thirds of a sermon, he passed yeah. out again. Yeah, no, no. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm I just wish. kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of hard to explain. But, uh, you know, there there wasn't any uh, riding in the clouds or anything, but just in the midst of the sermon, as I had just told the testimony of a woman who had really lost everything because she chose to follow Jesus, and I felt like that story just so clearly showed the worth of who Jesus was, and so after I said that I just had this sense that the spirit was moving and working in the congregation that we were seeing Christ for who he was and that he is Lord of all the nations and that our hearts are restless until they find our rest in him. And so I thought it would be fitting to stop <laughs> and to enter into worship by going to the table and singing and praying for our missionaries and for our body. And so that's what, that's what happened. Yeah. And yeah. John Mark had a song that he did not plan. And, it's true. Yeah, in the moment and so he led. and so it was uh, it felt like a powerful time of worship for our body and a way for us to set our eyes on the global mission that we've been given to yeah. take Christ to the nation. So.
1: Well, and I think it's such a, a great reminder too, um, or for some people, maybe the first time they're thinking about it this way. But just that our, our call to mission, is not um, this uh, like guilt call of yeah. you know get out there do this thing, work hard it's it's this be uh, blown away by the beauty and the worth of Christ because when you are how how can you like you want others to see and know the beauty and the worth of Christ one of the things yep. that we talked about uh, as you were preparing for the sermon, you talked about how Psalm 95 and 96 are both a call to worship. Mm-hmm. Psalm 95 being a call to worship for the people of God, and then Psalm 96 being a call to worship for the nations. Mm-hmm. And that, it struck me, I'd never thought of it this way before, but thinking of mission as a call to worship. Yeah. Like when exactly. you are evangelized, when you're sharing, what you're doing is you're calling people to worship. And yep. I don't know, it just kind of reframed it. Uh, for me. But so, yeah. So, yeah. So it was a powerful time in the word and in worship and around the table. Then uh, Shay uh, during worship led a specific prayer time for our missionaries and the body prayed together uh, for them. And then, um, it, am I free to go on? Yeah. Oh, yeah go. Okay. A hundred percent. And then after the service, um, we did a lunch. Well, the mission team did a lunch Yep. Um, to, to raise money for mission and there's a couple of cool things about this. One, it was the first official usage of the Shades Valley Kitchen. That's right. Just tying it back
2: in
0: with all the food That's stuff right. from earlier. That's exactly.
1: Right. We're back in the kitchen. I don't know that they were using your cookbook there, Brad, but uh, Christy. I'm not sure. Christy Crump, I think was the was the head chef in the picture here. Yeah. That's the word I got. Um, and they, yeah, they made. Um, uh, different kinds of wraps, and, uh, and then we had chips and cookies and drinks and all those kinds of things. And everybody was able to just grab those for a donation. Do we know how much money they made between that and the, they, they sold like mission shirts and and some mugs that we still had around? And
2: yep, so we brought in just shy of thirteen hundred in cash, wow. and then had where is that six hundred and fifty charged. Through our Square account oh, and so, cards, so. so basically
1: two two grand yeah
2: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's awesome. That's really big for for us. Right on a Sunday. <laughs> I don't know those if that big, doesn't
1: sound big numbers for some those of you are big out there, numbers. but, but those trust are big over me. Here. Yeah. So um, that
2: was that was really awesome.
1: Yeah. That that's awesome. And and the weather cooperated for us, so everybody the grabbed a lunch. We went over to the park. Yep. And hung out. We had our second annual cornhole tournament, which Here's what I've learned, guys. Uh, I've learned that uh, the first year, we did it in December. The second year, we did it in September. And what I've learned is it needs to be somewhere between those. (laughs) Um,
2: Maybe November. Alabama Alabama
1: weather. Bites bites again. It it was a little warm uh, when you were in the direct sun. uh, But for the second year in a row, guys, Holly and I took second place man second place for the second two year. years in a row yeah i know i don't know Brutal. what it is we need to i we don't actually own a cornhole set i told her i was like we need to get one and we need to like put in some dedicated time so who were the winners this year uh this year the winners were one nicholas coker paired with kenneth aka kenny McCants. wow Yep. Yeah, they took home the prize so
0: wow so who won last year do you remember
1: it was Victor Garnier and Eileen Eileen, uh, Eileen. Hatfield. Yeah, yeah, they were team. Because I complained to Victor that they were not participating again this year because Holly and I specifically wanted to take them down.
0: He didn't participate. He didn't no, defend I mean, his he, crown.
1: He didn't defend his crown. He claimed he wanted to give others an opportunity. <laughs> so whatever, <laughs> whatever. Unbelievable. That's fine. That's fine.
0: Tom anyway. Brady wouldn't have. Tom Brady would have went out there and. <laughs> beat everybody again but
1: but yeah but so i mean the whole day honestly was just uh was just a blast and uh the lord has just i don't know guys like i don't know how y'all feel but i just feel like as of late the lord has just been really kind uh to us at shades valley it just seems like we've been in just a a sweet season of fellowship and relationship building and, and Sundays yeah. have been really sweet and just worship and like God is moving and doing things in both our body as a whole and in the lives of individuals. I mean, there's been a lot of vulnerability and just feeling like um, kind of some old wounds healing or or old shackles being broken or I don't know. So it's cool. Lots of know. new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Come did a root seminar recently, yep. Josh, we a, and we w-
0: we had a root seminar last
1: week. Yeah, and all of the new people uh, it, it were uh, like all real adults. <laughs> 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 oh, We only had, I think we only had one college student uh, there, which we kind of joked about that a little bit, that over the last uh, several years pre-COVID, we, it was almost like our root seminars were always... A lot of college students. Not that we don't love college students. That's a bad thing. We do. But it was really cool to just see a lot of new families and and that kind of thing. So it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the last uh, few things that we were going to talk about is we just, before Mission Sunday, we just finished up a series uh, on uh, our cultural convictions at Shades Valley. And Brad preached the last uh, sermon on member-led ministry, which is the one cultural conviction that we have not done a full midweek podcast episode about
0: it also happens to be a sermon in which we lost the sermon due to the power (laughs) outage in the middle of said sermon so it would probably do us well to do an episode on member ministry i I was about to tell
1: everybody so if you can't tell (laughs) yeah there will be an episode headed your way soon Uh, brad are you prepped to talk about that (laughs) i'm ready to go (laughs) maybe next Um, week here we go but no uh I don't know if you guys have any closing thoughts on the series, but I'll just share the same thing that I shared on Sunday. So Sunday, obviously, being Mission Sunday. Uh, and I I didn't have, like, any responsibilities in, in the Sunday, um, except I was supposed to give the announcements at the end. Right. And so I was able just to sit back and observe, and I'll share the same thing I did at the end of the service. Um, and that was it was – it was really – an awesome Sunday to be the first one like on the heels of that series that we did because everything we talked about, I felt like was just on full display. So messy authenticity. You had several people get up and just be very vulnerable and share just some really tenderhearted testimonies uh, and things. Um, Yeah. There's just some really cool stuff going on. Uh, Spirit simplicity. Like, there were some clear evidences of just the Spirit's leadership right in the midst of the service mm. from from Brad's uh, audible in mm-hmm. the midst of the sermon to, you know, JM's audible with, mm. with songs, testimonies, those kinds of things. But it was also, there was nothing flashy happening. Even, uh, you, know?
2: you know, I think about Jeff getting up and asking for people who need prayer for family members standing up to stand up and literally almost the entire congregation standing right. up. Yeah. I mean, clearly this being a need and this being something that's on the forefront of people's minds.
1: So. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, and then, uh, so, so spirit simplicity, uh, what was the third? Oh, three Union. stream unity. <laughs> I was like, I was blanking three stream unity. I mean, yeah, all the streams were clearly on display from like, I mean, you move from a very liturgical time of being around the table uh, into a very charismatic time of, of open mic testimonies and, and things of that nature um, and flags uh, going around. Yeah, it just... And then talking about member-led ministry, like for me as a senior pastor to virtually sit out of a service and see God move and work in really powerful ways, like there are, there are two ways that I can respond to that. Like I can respond... In kind of being offended, of like, how dare you, God, <laughs> work without me? Like, I feel relegated to the sidelines and unimportant and unneeded. All I do is eat tacos. <laughs> That's right. I don't. These people don't even need me. I I can sulk like that, um, or I can marvel at God's gifting of uh, his unique gifting of individual members of the body for the building up of the body. And I can thank God that he has allowed me to be one amongst many members of a body like this and that I can be built up in the midst of this. And that, I mean, this was just member-led ministry on full display of, uh, it really was our membership leading us uh, through through this service. And so, I -hmm. mean, from all the talk about Uh, our, our mission efforts and our missionary, I mean, all of that is member led to the, to the lunch being put on after all of that member led to the testimonies, to the leading of the prayer times. So yeah, it was just, uh, I just really felt like, uh, all of our cultural convictions were just kind of out there for, for everybody to see. I don't know. It was just a really cool Sunday to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every
2: time we talk about these cultural convictions, I feel like the Lord just reaffirms that these are true of our community. And I think personally, over the past few years, I've really become comfortable in the identity that we have as Shades Valley. Mm -hmm. And a challenging question can be, describe your church to me. How would you describe your culture? How would you describe your community? And there are some things about our community that People might think are really weird, or there's some things about our service that people might be really uncomfortable with or might not understand. But I feel like personally, I've grown more comfortable with who we are as a church. And I feel like the identity that we have as a church and who God's called us to be has just really been solidified for me so that when somebody makes a joke about something we do or doesn't like something in the service, it really doesn't offend me because I think I'm just so comfortable in who we are. And that, I think that's just the nature of the beast, you know, to some degree. And that's okay. That You know, they don't resonate with it or whatever, but this is who we feel like God has called us to be. And, and there are good reasons. So that's been something the Lord's been doing in my life, but I don't feel like it's just been my life. I feel like he's been doing it with, with our body as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, man, I a hundred percent agree. And I think I notice it not just in, the uh, like you mentioned when somebody else says something about the service, like it doesn't bother you. You don't feel the need to defend. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've noticed it more in myself uh, in that just I don't feel as strange or or the need to like I don't feel the need to control anything or then like mm. like I feel relaxed and like I can sit back and let the Lord do what He's going to do because I'm just comfortable with who we are, how we operate, and and just have, yeah, just a, a different confidence, um, I think, just in the Lord and in, in his work amongst the body. And I don't have to be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and
2: I think that just comes from seeing his faithfulness, seeing him show up again and again and again and again, and work through the things that we value and want this congregation to embody. So it's just a testament to the Lord and who he is and the work that that he does. Yeah. So,
1: well, I guess to kind of round it out, uh, Josh, for your, your shade centric <laughs> episode here, uh, we'll tell you just a little bit about, uh, what's coming up, which we'll have more announcements about like, um, you know, events and stuff like that, whether it sure. the women's retreat or, sure. or the hoedown coming up in yeah. October, we'll talk more about that in future episodes. Uh, but as far as Sundays go, we're starting a new series, uh, this Sunday and can, can I get vulnerable with you guys right here? Um, yes. It shades I, Midweek. That's, that's
0: what this podcast is all about. It's what it's built upon. Uh, I, right. at,
1: at this point in my studies, I, and I am scared to death. <laughs> so, we're starting a series into Judges uh, on Sunday. And there's a lot of reasons behind that, some of which I'll talk about on Sunday, I'm sure. Um, but Judges is the darkest book uh, in the book. Like, if you exclude the crucifixion which is clearly the darkest moment in history. Uh, but if you exclude that, like Judges is the darkest book in the Bible. Um, and it is, like like when most people think of Judges, or at least most people from my background, like you probably don't think that because you've only gotten these isolated snippets of Gideon's story or Samson's story. And even those were kind of like... Uh, cleaned up for you so that it's like yay these guys like i had a samson action figure growing up you know (laughs) like these guys were which is really kind of crazy when you think about it um but uh but these guys were like you know cleaned up as like just being these awesome heroes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and uh and when you actually read judges you're like oh my gosh as an adult, this
2: is mortifying. The the full version, not the unedited. Oh, this is TVMA and territory, this is, yeah. people. This is director's <laughs>
1: cut. Oh yeah, it's a good thing that the Bible is is written and not portrayed through film, um, because this this ninety percent of the screen would just be blacked out the whole time. <laughs> um, it's it's rough. It's rough going. Um, but it does contain some of the most difficult uh, passages in all of Scripture, which stir up difficult questions and. Uh, as much as I love preaching, it is a limited medium in which you, you can't just explore everything and talk about every single last thing. And your primary goal is to convey you know, not just what this meant, but what the Lord is still saying to his people now and how this applies and works out in our lives now. And so, yeah, I love the book of Judges. Um, it's not just a dark book. It is a book that I think shines a bright light on the gospel. I think the brightness and beauty of the gospel uh, is made clearer because of the surrounding darkness, and we'll, we'll talk about that uh, on Sunday as well. But when you get down into the weeds of each individual practice, Passage. It just it's it's really hard and it's really intimidating. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I kind of constantly second guess myself. Like I'll, I'll feel like, oh, I'm kind of getting a handle on this passage here. I think I know what's going on. And and then I'll be like, maybe I'm wrong about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yep. uh John Mark came up uh, to tell me it was time to record the podcast, <laughs> and he's like, How you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm just <laughs> depressed right now. I feel I feel like I've bitten off way more than I can chew. I'm mm. excited about it. But uh, yeah, I'm also a little scared right now. So
2: man, that's just the labor pains of a sermon. I know,
1: just really having to trust the Lord and just be yeah. like, Lord, this is you, your word. You've got to speak. You've got to move. Um, but that's it. yeah, so I've, I've got just all. Just getting a little my... vulnerable with y'all about about the anxieties I sometimes feel. I'm yeah, excited man.
0: because I've got all my thematic songs, worship songs from Judges, <laughs> ready to go. This just Sunday. all the ones just about a lot of metal. Shed. It's a lot of metal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but all, JK, yeah. everybody. Yeah. JK. Yeah. So uh for those of you who yep. do not send your children to uh, <laughs> to our children's services, uh warning <laughs> for for even just the readings, just when you hear the scriptures read. <laughs> just warning. Oh, <laughs> uh, it gets rough. Um but but I am excited about starting and we'll take breaks along the way. Like we have a series plan for Advent. We've got a series plan for Lent next year. So so we'll take some breaks here and there along Do the way. Do
0: we need to put a yeah. an advisory on the screens <laughs> before each scripture
1: reading? Oh man. Warning. I, I Apple Music's gonna give us an explicit advisory. On, on the podcast. Yeah. Oh no, I probably will actually tell parents like like for real. <laughs> like just so you know. Um because yeah it it gets it gets real yeah. real fast.
0: I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the rest of this year. Like most years, it man, it's just it we are just flying by right now 2022, it's just man. just ridiculous. Uh, wow. and um so we're kind of in this last quarter and I'm I'm really excited to see what the Lord uh has left uh to do here at Shades. There's a lot of uh, you know, fun community events that we have planned that are coming up and uh just coming out of this series on cultural convictions and talking about who we are as a body and as a church. And I feel like all of those things have been personified uh, every Sunday. And um, so I'm just excited to see to see what's in store
1: for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So. Brad, you got a closing word for us, brother? Maybe about how people can participate in this conversation? <laughs> well,
2: I would just remind our viewers that Mm-mm. it shades me.
1: Listeners.
0: Listeners, they can't actually see
2: Well, I said viewers intentionally because...
1: (laughs) I love his ad hoc backpedaling right here.
2: Well, let me tell you. Because at Shades Midweek, we want you to see something. And that is that you're beautiful. Um, That is that you're part of the conversation. What you can't see, you will see. We want to give you eyes. So, that's all to say that you're part of the conversation here at Shades Midweek. So... Give us a call. Let me give you John Mark's cell phone number real quick. <laughs> you can leave a message. No, shoot us an email at midweek at shadesvalley.org. We'd love to hear your thoughts as always. Thank you for listening. We could not do this without you. We could not do this without our sponsors. We could not do this.
0: <laughs> our sponsors, uh, all the taco trucks in Birmingham. Exactly. So we're gonna be hitting up. Thank you. We're gonna be hitting up Los Valadores next. Oh wow, that's the next one. I think so. Okay. We're, we're, from, we're familiar with it. I think that's the next logical. Yeah. next Step. Okay. All
2: right. So that's what's up next for the
0: taco truck.
2: If you all have any tour. recommendations, we don't already have enough that we're never going to be able to go to. So send them. Send them uh, our way. We'd love
0: to hear about them. Thanks so much.